0: Welcome to the Hanford Dixon show. I'm Gabriela Cruz with the top dog. Boop, boop, boop. Thanks so much for joining us with the victory vibes. Roland Hanford. How are you doing during the game yesterday?
1: I tell you what, Gab, I am feeling pretty good today. I Because there's no way in hell I thought we were going to win that football <laughs> game. I mean, I just didn't think it was going to happen. I mean, we went down and the way things were going. And normally I have a pretty good feel uh, 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 on a football game. But. Damn, I'm beginning to think that maybe this just may be our year because uh, just for instance, and again, you and I look at this, they drop a touchdown pass, a ball that just hit them right in the hands. And then look at toward the end of the game. I know we talked about it a little bit, the Hail Mary pass. Mm-hmm. I mean the Hail Mary pass. There is a the guy is laying on his back in the end zone and he, Have the ball in his hand. All he's got to do is pull it in and catch the ball, and they win the game. So,
0: there was some divine intervention of some kind. Yeah, I agree with you.
1: I agree with you. We never get those breaks. I mean, we never get those breaks. And when you look at it this year, we're starting to get those breaks because I think we've won, I want to say, four games this year, uh, like in the final. Five? Has it been five? Five in the final,
0: like. Two minutes. Yeah. Or whatever.
1: Yeah. We've won five games like that. I mean, maybe this is our year. I don't know. But it's 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 just starting to line up right now. And I like it. I mean, I just like it. I like to have this feeling uh, after a ball games and uh, after a ball game. And then look at this. Look at all the injuries. Look at all the injuries we have on this football team. And, and uh, Stefanski is right. It's been the next man up. And I guess that's why they spend all this time trying to get these guys ready uh, to be able to step in. I mean, look at the offensive line. Two tackles are out. I mean, Joe Petonio went down yesterday. I mean, something to do with his back. Hopefully that's not serious. Hopefully he'll be back and he'll be ready to play this week. But that's another big issue injury, and we're not even going to talk about Chubbs, we're not going to talk about all the four quarterbacks that we've had to use this year, but I'm telling you, this team, I don't care whoever goes down, the guy that step up, the step in the next man up have been just been doing a phenomenal job, and I like it.
0: What I do you like attribute it? that to? Is it the Stefanski effect, or is this possibly the Joe Flacco effect, or both?
1: I think it's both, and I think also what we have to do is we have to give Stefanski a lot of credit because, uh, gap, a lot of people don't know behind the scenes and and, and how he has his other coaches working. Uh, uh, say, for instance, the um, the second and third string guys, uh, just in case they have to step in to make sure they're ready to play and uh, and you could tell that it's working because when those guys step in there and they fill in they're doing a great great job and uh, uh, like James Hudson for instance uh, on that offensive line uh, Kristen on that offensive line uh, uh, just to name a few guys Nick Harris for instance that just go in and fill in at the center row I mean can't beat it can't beat it but again I
0: like it. Let's do our handshake. Get into my shot. Ready? You think you remember? Oh, me. Okay, okay yeah, stop. yeah, yeah, yeah. One, two, three, four. Hit the rock. Don't forget the elbow. Up top. Woo. Uh, All right. Hey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we got to take our first break. We'll be back with more Hanford Dixon show <laughs> right after this. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon show. I'm Gabriella Cruz with the Top Dog. And we are joined by Hall of Famer Joe DeLamalier, is with us. And thank you for joining us virtually and, and your wife, who so graciously set this up for us.
2: Well, thank you for having me. It's been a long time. Hanford and I go way back. Uh, he, I think 81 was your rookie year, right, Hanford? That
1: is correct, Joe. And uh, don't you don't you forget this now when you start talking about Joe and all his accolades. Eight, time, eight times all pro, six Pro Bowls. And you know how hard it is? To get those numbers, Gabby.
0: Oh, listen, not personally, but I can I can imagine.
1: Really, really tough. But this guy here is just uh, just awesome off the chain. When you're talking about offensive linemen, uh, talking about the guards, Joe D, my man. I have a couple of questions for you. I I wanted to know right off the bat. Obviously, your days in uh, Buffalo, uh, Gabby. He blocked for uh, O.J. Simpson, the great O.J. Simpson. Uh, the, you guys were named what? The Electric Company. How did that name come about on that offensive line?
2: It's pretty interesting. Is that the PR guy was my rookie year, and uh, we had a lot of young guys. Reggie McKenzie was uh, two years, and we had we and Paul Seymour, and I. But three of us were from Detroit: Reggie McKenzie, Paul Seymour, and myself. And uh, but the PR guy, Bud Thalman, his name was. He said, "We got to think of a nickname. You know how, you know how it gets when, when you start doing okay." Somebody's got to put a nickname on somebody, and uh, uh, the PR guy had a little son who was watching cartoons all all the time. Called the Electric Company, mm-hmm. so the kid was like eight years old. He goes, "Hey, Dad, I got the idea. Call him <laughs> the Electric Company because they turn loose the juice," and that's how it happened. <laughs> Pretty simple. An eight-year-old kid came up with that.
0: that. That is cool. You were offensive lineman of the year at one point. This is awesome. You know, speaking of O-line, the Browns' O-line is kind of exhausted, if you will. Um, what are your thoughts? Have you watched much Browns? Are you up to date on yeah. our, our scenario and maybe some of your insight on what's the key to longevity at that position?
2: I know Scott Peters, too, is the assistant line coach. is a dang good coach. Oh. Those, those guys are – actually, I do some stuff with them. Uh, and they're good, but they're struggling. But, you know, they, they had a lot of injuries, and that, that's a problem. One, it's hard to hold the unit together. It was amazing about the electric company, all five guys played five straight years with no injury, really. And I've never had a surgery, you know, for nothing. I never missed a game, never missed a practice, so I'm blessed. Wow.
0: What's but the... I think
2: the guys are so big now, it's hard to keep them healthy for the whole year.
0: Yeah, is it the body changes that have gone on now? They're just so big that it's harder to take care of? Or I
2: remember it... one, my last year in uh, Buffalo or Cleveland, Marty said, you got to get bigger. I go, Marty Schottenheimer you got to get bigger. You know, I, I said, Marty, I'm playing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going for I said, Marty, there's either been a leap in evolution or these guys are injecting something because nobody goes from 250 or 260 right. to 280. So, you know, I, I just never did that. I never taken any, you know, there's a lot of growth hormones and all that going around in the eighties. I never did that. So maybe that could have been a factor.
1: Well, yeah, and I was—that was one thing I was going to ask you about the size of these players because I think Jody, when you played, what were you six three, like two fifty-five or somewhere around there? And yeah, you, right there. And That's yeah, what I was. Yeah, and you look at some of these guys today. I mean, what, what three? They're they're way over three hundred pounds, and that is crazy. What the hell are they eating? I don't know. <laughs>
2: People. <laughs> I have no idea how big <laughs> they're. They're huge, you know. You know, someone can run, but someone can't. I, I, I watch football all the time, and I'm a huge Detroit Lions fan, Cleveland Brown fan, and Buffalo Bill fan. And my hope this year is the Browns or the Bills to play the Lions for the Super Bowl because that, that would be something. Really, the Browns and the Bills, if they got – or Browns and Lions got in, that'd be something. Neither team have been in since the start of the Super Bowl. And, um, you know, I'm a big football fan. When Hanford came in, the league—I know it's 1981 because I was there in '80. That was my first year. Right. Uh, dang, this guy—he's—he's he's good. <laughs> you know, I, I thought Hanford could always. And when when Frank came, I said when I was playing, I go, man, these guys should be all—you should be man all the way. And then actually doing that, didn't you end up doing that, man?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We pretty Trust much man. locked down one side of the field. Yes, we did. Yep.
2: I Marty when he got the head job, that's when he changed it, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I think. yeah. Yeah. You,
2: you exactly and all right. of a sudden he becomes a great coach. But he became a great coach because it's pretty obvious that they're throwing the ball and they only throw Hanford if they threw it 30 times, that'd be a lot, right?
1: That's correct.
2: In, in your ear. Yeah, that's if correct. If today, I don't know how I don't know how many interceptions you have twenty, twenty five, something I like that. I know it. I
1: know mm-hmm. it. That's
2: crazy. you know how many balls you would get? I mean, opportunity. And uh Hanford and Minnefield, they were an uh, uh, unbelievable tandem. Because I came from a different team. Mm-hmm. And you kind of appreciate that. And I, and I was always into football listening to scouting reports. And, uh, you know, I, I when you guys get drafted, Hanford, I'm sure you'll agree with this. The first-round pick, he, that guy's got a lot of eyes on him. I mean, from players. And a lot of them don't make it because they don't have the confidence of their teammates. When Hanford came in, it didn't matter if you liked him, didn't like him, whatever he is. He, everybody said, man, that guy's gonna help our team. <laughs> and he did for uh, how many years you get? for 12?
1: Nine okay. years, Joe.
0: He didn't lack nine. any confidence, no.
1: N- nine oh, years. <laughs> See, that's why I rub it in on her. I have to let her know that. See, she she's she's too young. She don't she don't understand us, Joe, you know. Uh no. but
2: Hamford might- was on that edge. what did you play till 93?
1: Uh no, to ninety.
2: 90? Oh, man! So you really got screwed. Yeah, the pre-ninety-three guys got screwed. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we our pensions are ridiculous yeah. compared to what they're making now. Right. And uh, we these are the guys who built the league. I mean, you know, we were too, but Hanford and Minifield, that group in the nineties—that's what made professional football. That's when it really became the you know a thousand dollars buy a Super Bowl ticket, and then it went to two thousand to, to get a ticket to, to scalp it. But mm-hmm. off these guys' backs. So I, I just hope the NFL, when they get a new contract, take in consideration the guys who built the league.
1: You you know what I, J- Jody? You know what I always do though, and 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 I agree with you because um, I realize there was a lot of guys before me. And those guys are the ones that made the league as far as I'm concerned. And I well, always give those guys that respect. I don't care where I see them at or whatever. I go yep. up to them. And you, you understand what I'm saying? I let them know how much uh, I appreciate them.
2: Yep. I grew up in Detroit, Hanford. My dad had a bar. and were 10, we, I'm the ninth of 10 kids. So every year we get a tickets to the Lions uh, Super Bowl game, six tickets. Mm-hmm. And, um, we go watch Lions, man. You look at those guys. Have you heard of Dick Night Train Lane? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was my idol. Like he, he. They call him Night Train because he, uh, night uh, necktie tackle you. So they banned that. But he, he would knock guys out. So I was glad it wasn't there when you were playing because you probably would have really killed somebody. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but but those guys were. It was a different game. But I grew up. My whole life was football. I didn't watch. I didn't. We didn't go anywhere. My family. We had ten kids. One, one bathroom. No lock. We walked to school. I'm the ninth of ten. Wow. Man, I just worship football. And we used to go watch the Browns play the Lions. And Jim Brown really never did well against the Lions for whatever reason, he did. not But uh, the respect for the players and like how great those guys are, I may have more than anybody because I've been watching it since I was born in 1951. I was going to games in '56.
0: That's and, crazy. Did any, it is. did any of your siblings play football also?
2: Pardon? How Say many how many
0: of your siblings also played football?
2: Uh, two two or three. They didn't play. Back then it was different. The girls I'm I'm the last of uh, five five boys, five girls. I'm the baby boy. I had a baby sister, younger sister. And um uh, so we all played sports, but no pads. Everybody said, who's the toughest guy you ever played against, Joe Green? I go, no, my brother Tom. He <laughs> beat the hell out of me. We had no helmet, no anything. They, they pounded me. So it wasn't like, hey, take care of me. He's my little brother. They go, Get. they never let me on their team, Hanford. Hey, never. Hey. I was always opposed. You know, he's on the opposite team. They beat the heck out of me. Jody, but was they made my life.
1: Jody, was that why it was so important for you uh obviously to you went to michigan state to uh graduate and get your degree because i think you were the first in your family to do it correct
2: yeah yeah my dad went to third grade and my mother went to eighth grade and he we had the bar it was open seven in the morning 2 30 at night so I, i'm in kindergarten supposed to be going to kindergarten i go hey dad can i go to kindergarten because none of the kids went and he goes for what i said I, I, you know i just want to go to kindergarten a lot of the kids are going the truth is my wife lives around the block and she was in kindergarten. I always liked her even back then. So, uh, so uh, my, my dad goes, Kindergarten, that's for wuss. What are you, you going to do? Make an apple pie when you're eight? He said, Just come up to the barn. I had to go up to the barn and clean it. Oh, when time. did you get a so, chance
0: to meet your wife? Then, if did you go to kindergarten?
2: We we walked to school since first grade. So.
1: Oh, you're gonna make Gabby <laughs> I would, cry. I would over never you.
2: even ask
0: her out. Through <laughs> high school, we were just best friends.
2: Oh. I was like Ted Gack on Seinfeld. If you ever watched that, yeah. just bumped the girl, but never asked. Her. We'd go to show and stuff. Is this a date? Uh, I don't know. Then I, I, I'd say I don't know. So my sophomore year in college, I go, God, I gotta call her up and get a real date. So I call her up and go, Jerry, you wanna? go to see the Poseidon Adventure? She goes, yeah, is this a date? I go, yeah. Then she goes, I'll go then. If it's not a date, I'm not going. So that was our date. and That was my sophomore year. We got married my junior year.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And um, we, her dad said, what about children? Because she's one of eight. I go, oh, we're not going to have any children for five years. Smith <laughs> is her lesson. Are you? I have her met my father. Yes, life. I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> Said, who's going to control that I said, oh you don't have to have kids just because you're married <laughs> they had like three in one year so anyhow five months later I mean we're at Michigan State Jerry goes you're not going to believe it I'm pregnant I go oh my god I'm a senior in college <laughs> they call it Call her dad and say, "Hey, you're going to be a grandpa." Right. <laughs> Where in were not held that five years ago.
0: That so, is But funny. it worked out.
2: It worked
0: out. Joe, so. thank you. This is so entertaining. Do you have any more time? Because we're supposed to take a break, but I know you're on a, a on a crunch today.
1: We'll take a yeah. Quick, I'll just, I'll yeah take, we'll, we'll take a quick break. I'm not on a crunch. Yeah. I'm okay. Going.
0: Great. Yeah. Then we'll take a break and we'll be right back with you, Joe. Thanks so much for giving us your time. Okay. You
1: want something
2: to drink, Hamford? You know it, big dog. <laughs> okay. I can't reach it through the screen, dog. <laughs> But anyhow, I'll I'll, I'll be here,
0: okay? Okay. Okay. We'll be right back after this. Thank you. (laughs) Welcome back to the Hanford-Dixon show. We are joined by Joe D. How entertaining is he? We were just getting into talking about his NFL career and, of course, some of your stories together, Hanford. Um, And the – Just a cherished story of him and his wife.
1: Before we before we go back to him and you talk about you ask that question you want to ask about I'm I'm telling you Gabby you don't know how good this guy I mean. Joe D was the man. I mean, <laughs> when they, when they want to run, Joe D, he can open those holes up. I'm telling you. you. I just can't tell you how good he was. But go ahead. His, I know you have a question. His
0: accolades speak for themselves. Yes. Go ahead. Tell me one more time. Was it six Pro Bowls?
1: Yes. And he was all pro eight times. Whew. And then he was offensive also voted of the year. now. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. He was also voted offensive lineman of the year. I mean, <laughs> and, and, the, and the cream of the crop is being uh, voted into the uh, National Football League Hall of Fame. And you talking about well-deserved, this guy. Wow!
0: So cool, <laughs> and just such a cool story, Joe. Thanks for even sharing your story of knowing your wife from the start of kindergarten, or you guys started in first grade walking to school. But what a wow. cool story. You finally took her on the date, sophomore year of college. And uh, fast forward, you guys are still together. She helped him set up this Zoom call for us. So I just love you throwing that in there, too. Um, I wanted to go back to your career a little bit, back from 80-81, getting to play with Hanford um, a little bit. Do you have any Hanford stories or just any great stories from that time on the Browns?
2: (laughs) Well, I got traded to the Browns, and I really wasn't well accepted. I never felt by the... Deacon and Jackson had a little group, so I was like kind of like the outsider coming in, taking one of their buddies, Henry Shepard's job. Right, kind of weird dynamic for me okay. because when I was in Buffalo, I mean we, we were all together all the time. It didn't matter traded, got in, whoever came, we welcomed them. So I always felt a little strange, but I always felt good because Cody Risen and Tom DeLeon, I played between those two guys, and then the defensive guys really accepted me. Dick Ambrose, I played against and. Uh, Clay Matthews and uh, Carl or Franks, Elvis Franks and Henry Shepard or uh, Henry Bradley. Those guys, they knew that. Hey, I'm just out there trying to do the best I can to right. make the team better. There's, I had no agenda at all other than stick it up Buffalo's butt because I didn't want to get traded, but I didn't like Chuck Knox. He's bringing in some guys who weren't the character guys that were losing. And so I just said, hey, look, I, I want to get traded. And he said, for what? You don't like me? I said, no, I don't respect you. So there I go. <laughs> <Which is fine laughs> I think he punished me. He thought he was punishing me, trading me to Cleveland. And because they really weren't that good. And then when we got there, Brian was MVP of the league. First 3000 yard passer, mm-hmm. uh, 10 sacks. And when I went to Buffalo, OJ was the first 2000 yard rusher. So I, I've had uh, really great teammates and uh, I mean, I'm on two records that still, I don't think will ever be broken. Maybe OJ's up, but not in 14 games.
0: That's crazy. And
2: and uh, Brian had uh, 4,000 yards in 14 games, but only 10 sacks. So I, I feel, but it's not me. It's the guys I played around and my coach, Jim Ringo. He was the coach of the Green Bay Packers. He's the center for the Packers line. And uh, he, he was the best coach you ever had. He, he uh, was one of the real quiet guys, and I'm kind of quiet. I thought Frank, uh, Frank, or,
0: um, not Field. Hanford.
2: Hanford. Yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of. I wasn't a big spokesman on that team. I don't think. Maybe, yeah. maybe of course. I, I was the jokester, but I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I was. I never tried to run the show. I mean, everybody's got their agenda. Just be the best you can be, and that's why I respected those guys so much. Ron Bolton was before you, and. Reggie Rucker and those guys, those guys are really great players. They're just in a bad situation. They didn't have uh, the right combination. Then when Syke came, we did really well. And then when, of course, Bernie came, they did great. But, uh, you know, you know more than anybody, Hanford. you got to have a, 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 a solid unit. You, the, yes. Those defense backs were great. Yes. And that's what it was. But the addition of Hanford made it better for everybody. Joe, and let then me – we got Minifield the next year, didn't we?
1: Yeah, we did. We did. Joe, let you know,
2: me. That guy. Let me. That guy. So,
1: let me ask you a question. Uh, going back to uh, obviously, Joe was uh, the first round draft pick uh, of the Buffalo Bills. Correct me if I'm wrong. Now, did you fail your physical? Did that worry you a little yeah, bit? I, yeah. Tell Tell us about uh, that.
2: <laughs> I got, I got, I I got drafted by Buffalo. Now now it's March. We gotta go get our physicals. So my wife and I drive up to Buffalo through through Canada because that's how you go. And my wife goes, man, what are we going to do? How much money you think you're going to get? Because I'm going to sign my contract. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Billy Joe Dupree, I don't know if you heard of him. He played yes. with me. He was the first pick of the Cowboys that year, two picks ahead of me. I said, well, Billy Joe got uh, 25 to sign and then 20, like 25, 30, 35, 40, like that. And I go, what do you think I should ask for? My wife says, well, you're, you're not as good as Billy. So don't ask for that. <laughs> That's, so your confidence is like, damn. So, but what happens is back then they'd give you a bonus and then they'd sign you up for Dupree only had three years. I, they said, we're going to do one better for you, kid. Cause I told the guy Dupree's a uh, bonus. He said, we're going to give you 30 for a bonus. We're going to pay you 22, 24, 26, 28, 30. All I heard was 30 for the bonus. Didn't know anything about you. I was so happy. I was like <laughs> rocking my, holding my crotch. Oh, yeah, yeah. so, so Jerry's upstairs, So I go up to her. I go, "You ain't gonna believe it." She goes, "What?" I said, "Guess what I got?" A celery. She was 15. I go, "Oh, higher." 20? 20, no. 25? No. Higher. You liar! I said, "No, 30." <laughs> so that's our story. We're, our stories together. So we get. We go, good God. She goes, You got more than Billy. I can't believe it. you're not as good as him. What are you doing? <laughs> that was her whole thing. You weren't as good
0: Can as Can she be great. on the show next time? This yeah. is too great. This yeah. is too awesome of a, your, uh your your the story of you two and your we, career.
2: We we had some great times and uh I remember when I got traded there. Henry Shepherd, you remember him?
1: Yes, I remember him, Harry. Defense.
2: Faith Shepard saw Henry Shepard and Bob Jackson walking around practice, <laughs> and like before practice, she goes, "Which one's your coach?" <laughs> I, I go, "Those are the guys. Those are the two guards." <laughs> oh my God. Holy! But that's just. But well, she's twenty Zach. She, oh my goodness! I'm just telling true stories. I'm not making this up. <laughs> <off. laughs> but I think the best part of playing in Cleveland and and Buffalo, but the, the Cleveland, the guys there were really good guys. We, we used to. We had a lot of laughs. I mean Cody Risen and uh Jerry Sullivan yeah, and uh Jerry Sullivan was a backup center to uh, De Leon. So we he got De Leon got hurt. So Sully never wanted to play, you know that, he just wanted to snap. Right. right? right. Did you know that? So they put know. me and him as roommates in, in Seattle. And they had a really Joe Nash was the nose guard for Seattle. Sully goes, damn that guy's good. He's not. Uh, it's like one o'clock at night. Go go to bed, Sally. He's looking out the window. He goes. He's really great, isn't he? I said. Yeah. He's gonna kick your ass tomorrow. So I got to get some sleep here. So, and he did. But, but those are the stories. That's what I miss most about football. I, I know. Think, I love Camford and those guys. I know. They came in and you guys kind of took over the locker room.
1: Oh, it was so. Well, we, we were characters. Oh, we were that, characters.
2: Yeah. Yeah, most white guys are quiet. Right, <laughs> right. And Black guys are, and yeah, all the white yeah. guys. But I grew up in Detroit, so we, we. I've always been around Reggie and I. Reggie McKenzie and I grew up together, and um, the bus was in Detroit to the uh, the fullback. For yeah, the, I know
1: what you're talking about with the uh, yeah yeah. Jerome, Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bell so
2: <laughs> When I got in Hall of Fame, in Hanford, I go back to Jerry's mom and dad's. They, all of our families still lived right where we lived my my brother lived in the same house we lived in anyhow they had a party and one guy comes <laughs> up he goes hey dude you're the first hall of famer from detroit i didn't know that i was the first uh, hall of fame player picked right. out
1: of detroit right
2: Detroit used to have three million i go yeah man i'm lucky no surgeries no no more amazing than that is you're white <laughs> every i love the locker room because Every, there's a pecking order in life and there's a pecking order in that locker room. And if you don't get it, it's hard to survive in there. Isn't it? Hanford?
1: Oh, oh. Uh, if,
2: you, if you have thin skin, you can't
1: you it can't. it. You, it's you,
3: tough.
2: You build you, crush. You. I remember I told Cody, cause I used to go work out real hard. Uh, Hanford. I don't know if you, I've out real hard, like before and after practice. Uh-huh. So I just want to bust this chop. So I go in early. I know I get in like at seven, seven 15. Cause we just live by this, uh, Berea there. So Cody comes in. He didn't say much. And after we go, how come you come in so early? I said, Cody, I shower before I go practice. It's very important to me. And I said, and I don't like showering after practice because it's so crowded. Oh my god, <laughs> damn. I, I, maybe I should know. Those <laughs> right,
1: let me ask, really. let me ask you this uh, a, a guy that I think uh meant a lot to you and uh, to your career. Uh, I think I've heard you talk about him, Lou Saban. Is that is that a oh, name yeah. that rang a bell? Me. Yeah, tell yep. us, he tell us about me. that.
2: I played in the senior bowl and I weighed 243 that, and I was 6'3. And all the guys, even back then, they're all pretty, you know, bigger than me, like 260, 265. Anyhow, they weighed me and then Coach Ringo was my line coach and he's in the Hall of Fame, but um, I did real well. They put me against Wally Chambers. I'm, I'm a guard. They put me against him. I never played tackle in my life, but I was on the North team. They said, we're putting you a tackle today. I go, what? And man, I was all nervous. He says, we just want to see how tough you are because Wally Chambers was the fourth round of the of the Bears, fourth, fourth pick in the draft. I was kind of nervous, but I was relieved because I knew Wally my whole life, and I I could always kick his ass. But you know, not that he wasn't a great football player. I just kind of kind of got in his head, and so he he never did all the crazy things. And I did really good, and I got drafted in the first round. I was the 26th pick. But that I I always say this: God's had his hand on my whole life, I, you Know it puts me in the right place, right time. I think the worst thing I could do is get traded to Cleveland. It ended up being one of the best things I've ever done in my life. And teammates, and you know, Hanford, you know, once you go through that thing, yeah, once you're in that brotherhood, yeah,
1: anything yeah, can happen.
2: yeah, and you stop by and help anybody yeah. you can. And yeah, and that's how I always felt about the league. We're God's blessed us,
1: and and, and you're right, God is good, isn't He? Yes
2: he is yeah.
0: Joe D make we sure are. you write a book about all this. I'm, I I think that you you need to write a book
2: you want to know something Hanford's in my book yeah I've kept a daily diary since 1982. did you 81 actually 81 because I was bored sitting in those meetings Hanford so I wrote <laughs> it was 1982 uh, I, I can tell you the date uh, October 17th, 1982. I wrote on my first page. It's like those little notebooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From this moment on, I'm gonna write about my meetings in the NFL and my comings and goings. I've never missed a day. I got it today. I write I write every day. Hanford will be on my thing. But I do that because it helps my memory. Because I not not then. I just I didn't know that at that time, but it refreshes your mind like all the stuff you can do. I can remember Hanford like yesterday. He wore uh, high white socks. That's and, right. It, That's kids. right. And number 29. That's I right. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I remember I, you look at these kids, but the thing is you look at the guys who are like really stick out there. We had some real stick out players there. You and many and uh, Brian site and the Pruitts. They were, those were great Aussie. Those were great players. Well, that's play what I up. was
1: just getting ready to say. I can't end this without telling you. I told him uh, we've had Ozzy on this show, and I told him that you were coming on, and he he told me if I don't tell you hi, he's gonna kill me. So I'm telling uh, you, Ozzie, I'm no. telling you, he said hi. <laughs> he, he's the nicest guy in the
2: world. I I can't believe he could be a general manager. I know. Guys, I don't. Those guys are usually real assholes. Right. <laughs> no, <man. laughs> Ozzie, he's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. Like, and were you there when Alvin was there or Calvin Hill?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah,
2: Calvin and I became real good friends Oh. He, well, that guy's a story. You get him on your show, he'll well, he can go on.
0: We'll have to have you back and and Calvin on and we really appreciate your time. We're we're running well, thank out. We running out of time here. We got to take another break, but Joe D, go. it was such a pleasure. Thank you. Have such a good pleasure. Christmas.
1: Joe D, thank you and and happy holidays, okay? Yes.
2: Okay, have a good holiday you
1: too. Okay. Bye.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. What? An awesome time. We'll be back right after this with more Hanford Dixon Show. Welcome back to the Hanford Dixon Show. What a pleasure it was to have Joe D on, another entertaining character. I feel like you have the coolest uh, contacts list to, to peel from.
1: You know, it it, it it was really nice to have him on. And, uh, you know, again, I, I hate to keep talking about him and all this uh uh, Joe D was the man. I mean, as far as the offensive line, I mean, and, and wasn't a very big guy as far as the numbers, the way the guys are today. I mean, he was, like I said, 6'3", about 255, and that was soaking wet. Yeah. And again, you talk about some of these guys, like, for instance, uh, DeWan Jones on our offensive line. You're talking about a guy 6'7", maybe 300 and north of 300 pounds, probably 330, somewhere around there. And uh, But... He's got some stories that he can tell, and I didn't know where he was going to go with some of those I know, stories. I, I was I was sitting over here a little scared because in our locker room, Frank and I, we were crazy. I mean, we <laughs> were just crazy. We were the guys and that— you're the uh, one
0: always calling me well, crazy. Well,
1: you, you, you got to understand. It
0: takes one to know one, huh?
1: That's where, uh, Jody, did you hear him when he said, if you wasn't strong, we'll eat you alive in that locker room? Yeah. And it was— just like that but it was like i agree with you it was really good having him on
0: you got some thick skin from from dealing with all that that locker room stuff i'm sure i don't even want to know to be honest no you
1: don't want to know so let's just leave it at that you You, turned out
0: okay though
1: yeah you don't want to know though
0: one of my favorite people though so we're all good now we are going to get to our next segment here Hanford we've got Todd in from Montrose Auto Group in for JT and we're putting him at the big desk today um Todd thank you so much for joining us No,
3: thanks for having me it's awesome
0: did you go to the game yesterday I did yes so you were there honestly not not bad weather I didn't Maybe think. where you were sitting. Oh, really? <laughs> no, it was fine It, it was okay. it was okay. It was, it,
3: was, it was drizzling and uh, a little cold, but it's been worse.
0: No kidding. I felt like it drizzled for two minutes, and then I was fine. Hanford, he never sits outside because he's too bougie for that.
1: <laughs> no, no. I'm. Uh, I, I, he's I, too important. I, you guys didn't see it, though. I came at halftime. I was on the field because what I had to do was uh, we had a contest or something. Okay. When we had a uh, it was the Dixon team and then the Metcalf team, and, and we had to throw them a pass. They kick a field goal, and they had to uh, tumble a big tire. And uh, whoever did it first won the thing, and my team was ahead because there was a girl and a guy and on each team. And then the girl went straight through it on my team really fast, and she kicked the field goal on the first try. And so – we uh the guy he came through my guy all he had to do he kicked the field goal and we win and he must have kicked that thing about 15 times before metcalf's uh team caught up with us and we still he still didn't kick it through and his girlfriend kicked it through the first time so i'm like so gonna tell you team metcalf won
0: not, not Team Dixon.
1: So I was pretty I was pretty upset because... Uh,
0: that's a win for the ladies, though. You heard that. First try, she got it. Nailed it. La- yeah,
1: but there were ladies on each team. So that's the way it was. So, all, right. All, right. all right. All right. In all right. any case. All right.
0: In any case, we've got Todd here. And uh, what was your fan reaction of the game? I didn't really think the weather was too crazy, considering the things that we've seen here in Cleveland, Ohio. But um, how were your heart palpitations and all of that?
3: Oh, it's was crazy. That last play of the game was unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, how... How could you not get a palpitation or two from that? Right? Yeah. I, but, uh, I know. Did you
0: think he caught it? I mean.
3: No, we got it. We <laughs> intercepted it. I won't, I won't say it out loud to anybody else, <laughs> what I really think. But, no, it was amazing. It was uh, it was fantastic. The whole game was good. I think uh, Joe Flacco, again, had an amazing day. Um, what did he throw for? Over 200 yards just in the fourth quarter alone, yeah. I yeah. think.
0: Wow. 212 yards for Flacco in the fourth quarter, and that's the first quarterback in 45 years to do that in any quarter, throw f- for that many yards. Amazing. Pretty we're, insane.
1: Well, Todd, I got to say this. Uh, obviously, we talked about the 300 yards that he ended, over 300 yards that he ended up with. Uh, st- last week was the first time this season that we've thrown for over 300 yards, and obviously we he's done it back-to-back in uh, two games. And he had three interceptions, but that's all right. We'll, 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 we'll take that, but you could say what you want to say on that Hail Mary. I thought that he had caught the damn thing. He had it in his hands. And I was just so happy that you're right, that he kicked it up in the air and we were able to uh, pick that thing and get the interception.
3: Yeah. So it was wild. It was a wild, wild play. Um, I don't know that I would – if I would intercept that ball, I don't know if I would have kneeled down right there. I think he had a clear line all the way to the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would have taken it all the way. But he must have been tired. Um, no, it was, it was it was an awesome game. You know, the crazy thing is Flacco's accuracy is getting better and better yeah. every game. That, that throw to Amari Cooper was just mm-hmm. pinpoint. I mean, it was amazing. It was awesome.
0: His timing and accuracy is a thing of beauty. I've got the Flacco you, fever.
1: Yeah. You know what? He's a gunslinger. He's a gunslinger and uh, – Here's my question to you. I didn't think we were going to win that game. We, when we were down 17-7, I didn't think we were going to win that game because it was uh, there were some key plays in that game. Like, where in, for instance, when they went it on fourth down and uh, we stopped uh, Justin Fields. Remember, he tried to run around the right side and we stopped him short. I thought that was a key, key play. Um, Mitchell, the defensive back, the rookie defensive back, made the big, big play. And uh, there were some plays in that ball game, but I don't care who is in the ball game. It just seemed like this football team uh, will step up and uh, and make a play. Big dog, tell us about Montreal Auto Group. Tell us what, what's going on over there. What do you guys have going?
3: Amazing. We're 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 super busy. Uh, it's been fantastic. Um, all of our locations have a little bit of something going on right now, but you look at, like, the Ram trucks, for instance. I mean, we've got almost $10,000 off Ram trucks right wow. now. Wow. Um, it's it's wild. It's, it's, it's a good place to buy a car right now. Plus, we're, we're a huge, huge uh, backer of, of, of the veteran community, mm-hmm. so um, we've got lots of stuff going on for veterans as well.
0: Cool.
1: Let me ask you this. I I, I hear all the time at some of these stores, um, they sign and drive. Or you guys have any of those sign and drive? uh going on at at at
3: every single one of our locations oh yeah we do have sign and drive uh uh, opportunities uh, for customers different vehicles sometimes Mm -hmm. they're specific vehicles Mm -hmm. but yeah for sure
1: kia is hot right now isn't it The
3: kia Kia (laughs) is very hot um can't hardly keep them on a lot so yeah yeah if if you get a chance go check one out it's amazing
1: tell us about your locations where are your locations where are you guys located
3: oh we're we're all over the all over northern ohio we're everywhere from uh you know, the, the Lorraine area where our Kia store's at, out to Ashville County, where you can find our Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram store, our Chevy store. Uh, we have stores over in uh, Pennsylvania, as well as Akron
1: and uh, west side of Cleveland. Wow. You have to promise Gab and I this, you won't tell JT that we let you sit behind the desk. There's a 100% chance <laughs> he's going to hear this he hear before it. I get home. That's for awesome. Sure. For sure.
0: Oh, man. He's he's going to come in fiery oh, next yeah. week. <laughs> Thank you, Todd, so much for your time. Be sure to check out Montrose Auto Group, and uh, we'll see you next time. Or maybe not. I don't know. JT. You might have to fill in for JT more often. Let's be honest. Hey, <laughs> sounds
1: hey, good to me. <laughs> hey. You guys stop it over there.
0: All right, we've got to take a break. We'll be back with more Hanford-Dixon show right after this. Welcome back to the Hanford-Dixon show. I'm Gabriela Cruz alongside the top dog. We're continuing to break down a little bit of this Browns win over the Bears. Flacco, as you mentioned earlier, over 300 yards, 374 yards. Wow. He did have those three interceptions, but two touchdowns for him. And you really got to feel confident with him in command, um, all in all.
1: Yeah, he's a gunslinger. I mean, he's. It, it, I don't. I don't think those inter, interceptions phase him at all. I mean, he he'll just throw him and throw him and throw him. He's just like a gunslinger. He's going to keep ripping it, let it rip, let it rip, let it rip, and then all of a sudden he'll surprise you with uh, just a pass that's right on the money. And and you know what I'm talking about? Now I'm talking about the one he threw to Cooper. Okay. Did you see that? I mean, that was just a awesome pass where Cooper rallied in for the touchdown and then kept another. Uh-huh. Beautiful pass he threw. was a 57-yarder to a good one. I mean, that was just uh, an outstanding. Is that your phone going off? Don't Oh, you, listen, you, don't you, you be blaming to, me,
0: man. Don't you, I don't understand you, you and you your t- little <laughs> Google phone that you don't know how to put on silent. Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, are, you, you are right. I, I like this Flacco. I mean, I really like him.
0: And I was thinking, you went the Cooper route, but um, what about... Has he completely unlocked Like uh, ten, ten catches for him, 104 yards. Uh, he had that touchdown. Um, yeah, and then he had eight catches, 91 yards, yeah. two touchdowns last week. And yeah. then, and you mentioned Cooper. He was also over 100 yards. I, I, I'm game.
1: glad you mentioned Njoku. I mean, David has just uh, been everything and then some. And uh, I, I'm just so happy we made the investment in him and given him that new contract because he is deserving of every penny. And I've said it all the time. I mean, he's a just a matchup nightmare uh, for the defense because you can't, um, you can't put a linebacker on him. They can't cover him. Safety really can't cover him. And he's too big for a corner to cover him. And this guy, when he catches the ball, I mean, I, I think when you look at it, if we ran the numbers, and I'm sure I'll find out the numbers or you can find out the numbers uh, probably next time we talk. I guarantee you, on yards after catch. He's got to be up there pretty high, right pretty high uh in the league because when he gets that ball, he knows what to do with it. I mean, he just runs. and defensive backs don't want to tackle him. You could see that yesterday. But he made the one catch. Uh the one the touchdown pass in the end zone was just outstanding mm-hmm. how he just plucked that ball right, right in front of yeah, it. right out of the air. But you're right. Uh, David Njoku right now and and I think there's uh a chemistry that's developing right now between him and uh, Joe Flacco.
0: How about on defense? Obviously on the road, not as strong typically as we are at home. What are we going to need from them? And then also really quick – Fans were a little upset with our defensive backs here and there on Twitter yeah. about you know celebrating every incompletion, even when we were down by 10. Are you kind of old school about that, or do you like to have the swagger every time? I,
1: I like the swagger uh, because uh, when I played, I was always one that talked a lot and 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 you know the celebration and all that. Uh, I, I know they probably hit on Greg Newsome a lot because he's doing the uh, dance regardless regardless of what. Can you dance? What's go- were you a
0: dancer out there? Or oh are you just a God, smack talker? You know
1: I could dance, girl. You. Know Know I could dance, but you're right with this defense, and I'll hit, hit on this really, really quick. They have to learn how to travel. I mean, they have to learn how to travel. It's just not good enough to play. You get you can't just play well at home. I mean, they're awesome at home, but when they go on the road, they look like a total different uh, defense. You know who I have to give a lot of credit to yesterday, too? A couple of those guys on that defensive line, Davin Thomason, and mm-hmm. then also Harris, those two guys were making plays all over the field yesterday. But, yeah, we have to figure out how to travel because this is not going to be an easy game that we have coming up.
0: And Miles hasn't had a sack in three games, so we definitely gotta. I know he did the holding and whatnot, but we we it'd be nice to hear his name.
1: I just don't think he's healthy right now. Mm-hmm. I, I I think he's uh, I think he's getting healthy, but I don't think he's healthy because one thing about Miles, he's somebody that we can count on, and I think he's gonna be there when we really need him.
0: Alrighty, well we gotta take our last break of the show. Thanks for watching the Hanford Dixon show. We'll be back after this. Thanks for watching the Hanford Dixon show. We're here breaking down the AFC North. How about what are your thoughts on this Uh Pittsburgh losing the Bengals with Jake Browning came really came alive. They got a very convincing win. Who else? Uh Ravens. Beat- yeah.
1: Yeah. The AFC North, everybody in the AFC North, you're exactly right. Won except the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh They're just and then every, they're calling for Mike Tomlin's head, which I think is just absolutely crazy. But Baltimore won, uh, beat Jacksonville and then Cincinnati, who we thought is dead. All of a sudden, they're alive right now so that AFC North with the three teams is looking pretty good right now
0: all right and we got to look ahead to the Houston Texans Cleveland opening as two-point underdogs at Texans um are you surprised our nine and five Browns are actually the underdogs here
1: no I'm not because uh, I I think the way they're looking at it uh if we were playing them at home then that would be a different story but for whatever reason we don't play well on the road and we're not winning games on the road so uh but I'm gonna go against that. I'm gonna go with the uh, Cleveland Browns. I think right now we had we're on a roll, and regardless of, I think we're gonna figure it out how to play on the road. I think the defense is going to travel this week. So, pick all the, right, pick the Browns.
0: Take that money line, Browns, in the Tipico sportsbook app. And also, real quick, give us an anytime touchdown score for the Browns.
1: Ooh, ooh, ooh! I am going to say thirty-seven, thirty-four with the Browns winning.
0: Anytime touchdown score. Oh. <laughs> this guy just is, he's ready to go home. Uh, first, first, you can't uh, turn your phone on Simon. <laughs> now you've just tuned me out. I know.
1: <laughs> you give me that score. <laughs> Come on, give it to me.
0: I'm, I'm crying tears. Give me,
1: give me the score. Um, <laughs>
0: let's go David Nishtenoko. Nich- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're so out of time. It's unbelievable. Thank you to our producer, Michael Bohm, for going to make a masterpiece out of this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You have to thank thank, uh, Joe D. again.
0: And Joe D., what a treasure. we got to have him back on. Thank you so much for watching the Hanford-Dixon show. We'll see you next week, and happy early birthday.
1: You got it. Thank you. (laughs)